morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, April 6th. On this date in 1896, the first modern Olympic Games opened in Athens, Greece. On this date in 1909, American explorers Robert E. Perry and Matthew A. Henson and four others became the first men to reach the North Pole. And on this date in 1917, the United States formally entered World War I, declaring war against Germany. It would be called the War to End All Wars. And since its end, we've gone on marking that day every year. Do you remember the holiday that comes on the anniversary of the end of World War I? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's go over to the First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Could be a patch or two of fog this morning. Not a big deal. Starting out very warm. Temperatures between 65 and 70 degrees this morning. We'll be at 80 at lunchtime. Low to mid-80s for highs middle this afternoon. Dry today, but not dry for much longer. A few showers possible later in the day. Tomorrow as a cold front arrives. Highs out ahead of that front around 80 degrees on our Friday. But behind at high only around 60 degrees on Saturday. That means most of your Saturday will be in the 50s with clouds and showers around. Also a breeze out there. So not the prettiest of Easter weekends. Easter Sunday high around 62. Cloudy with still a few showers in the forecast. You're listening to Morning Y'all. Your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. According to new court filings, lawyers representing the family of an inmate who died while in custody at the Charleston County Jail say they intend to sue the jail's medical provider. Now, D'Angelo Brown died in December, but recently his death was ruled a homicide due to gross medical neglect. According to a lawsuit, Brown's deteriorating conditions were documented over several months. The lawsuit looks to hold the jail's medical provider, Wellpath, accountable for its employees' actions, which allegedly led to Brown's death. Dr. Edward O'Brien, a former WellPath employee, provided an affidavit after reviewing the documents in the case. In that, O'Brien said that his opinion that Brown's death was caused by the defendant's gross deviations from the standard of care. Now, we've reached out to WellPath for a statement about that lawsuit. We have not heard back. Police say two students are in custody after Somerville High School was placed in a hold. Now, a hold means students were not allowed to leave their classrooms, but instruction continued. According to the Somerville Police Department, those two students have been charged with carrying a weapon on school grounds. Officers say they were notified of a student on the high school's campus that had a gun. They say after investigating, they found the student with a loaded gun, and further investigation led to a second student being found with a gun. The students' names have not been released because of their age. Meanwhile, the Dorchester County Sheriff's Office says a student at another school in DD2 was arrested Tuesday for having a gun. That was at Ashley Ridge High School. Deputies say they responded to the school after learning about a student possibly having a gun. They say a loaded gun was found in the student's backpack. The student has been charged with having a weapon while on school property. In response to the recent threats at DD2 schools, the school district will be having a joint press conference today with local law enforcement about threats. During the meeting, the district says they will discuss security procedures, emergency preparedness, and the relationship they have with law enforcement. 
Law enforcement officials from across South Carolina, they're urging lawmakers to pump the brakes on a push to make it easier to carry concealed guns in public. That's known as constitutional carry or permitless carry. Now, the bill would allow people 18 and older to carry loaded concealed guns without permit or training. If passed, South Carolina would join 26 other states in this. Authorities say enacting this would allow anyone to carry concealed loaded guns without training. As law enforcement officers, we train. We train and we train some more and we still make mistakes. With this legislation, we are asking the public no longer to be required to train and expect the same result. The bill supporters say they should not need the government's permission to exercise their Second Amendment right. The bill now heads to the full Senate Judiciary Committee. The South Carolina House of Representatives have passed a collection of bills working to streamline adoption and reform the current system, and now they're going to make their way to the Senate. The five bills are sponsored by House Speaker Mariel Smith, who says he's committed to prioritizing adopted-related legislation since the start of his speakership last year. The bills would eliminate the 90-day waiting period for adoption, speed up adoptions, and permanent placement of kids currently in the Department of Social Services custody and much more. Smith released a statement saying reform in the area has been desperately needed, not to mention a long time coming. And he says, I'm proud of the efforts made today to make adoptions in South Carolina less burdensome while maintaining safety and integrity in the process. A new effort is underway to help students eat lunch for free. Nick Reagan is in the studio with us. And Nick, why are lawmakers taking this up right now? Uh, right, guys. Well, because of the pandemic. The pandemic exposed just how bad the situation is and just really how many students uh, are in need of, uh, of of this benefit. Now, across the nation, 9 million kids, they've struggled with hunger, many relying on schools for their only reliable source of nutritious food, but without money in their lunch accounts, school districts have to pick up the tab and that tab it's running high right now in fact the charleston county school district they've had to absorb more than one million dollars in the last 10 years of unpaid student lunch debt for the last two years the federal government allocated enough money to make school lunch free for every student providing much needed relief for those battling hunger and giving the district a bit of respite from uh, the lunch debt crisis however that benefit went away this year Year. Now a lawmaker is working to get it back. The unfortunate reality is that um, somewhere between 60 and 70 percent of the kids are already uh, in this situation where they are requiring and or receiving uh, some form of free and reduced lunch. And in some counties, it's, it's really it's as high as like 90 percent. Now, coming up at 7, I'm going to lay out why the plan is garnering much attention and just how bad that student lunch debt situation is in your school district. All right. Thank you, Nick. Well, in Dorchester District 4, the Board of Trustees has officially named a new superintendent, Jeffrey Beckwith. He's going to start that new role April the 10th. Beckwith has served as the director and executive director of elementary schools in the Charleston County School District since 2020. The Berkeley County School Board has approved over $800,000 in renovations for the Cane Bay High School track. Those renovations will include new resurfacing to the track and some drainage improvements. 
Berkeley County School Board member David Barrow says Berkeley High and Goose Creek High, they've already had those same improvements, so it's Kane Bay's turn now. Barrow says just over $882,000 will come out of capital project funds, and they're expected for this project, or they're expecting this project to be finished by August. Today, the Community Resource Center will be holding a grand opening for its new North Charleston complex, and community members of all ages can pick up necessities such as $100 worth of groceries. Good stuff. Our Samantha Popovics joins us live at the new complex. So, Samantha, what else can people pick up at today's grand opening? Good morning. The Community Resource Center Complex of North Charleston says they expect 3,000 community members to attend their grand opening event today, where they will be distributing basic necessities until supplies last. The North Charleston Community Center says this brand new complex will have various departments such as a diaper bank, food and hygiene distribution center, and clothing for children and adults. Students can also grab two school uniforms along with school supplies. They will also be registering community members for housing repairs, and community goers are able to pick up air conditioned units and heaters as well. North Charleston Community Resource Executive Director Lewis Smith says funding comes from various municipalities such as state and federal and the community center has nearly $150,000 in supplies. The site of the North Charleston Community Resource Complex has two buildings, one which serves as a distribution center housing 10 local nonprofit organizations. The second building which will serve as a school summer enrichment program as well as a trade center. Smith says this new building's trade center will train people in trade jobs such as operating forklifts and installing carpets. These jobs are provided through a partnership with the Neal Brothers, which is an exportation company in North Charleston. We have the whole gamut to help our community lift themselves up so they can become productive in our community. We're going to have jobs. We even have a barber shop now in which we'll pay as you go. Because, pay what you want because we want our community to be uplifted. Today's event begins at 2 p.m. at 3947 Whipper Barony Lane, which Smith says will run until supplies last. Reporting live in North Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. All right, thank you, Samantha. Well, also happening in North Charleston, a laundromat has a new look and a new purpose in the community. Reynolds Laundromat has been in business for over 40 years. Aaron and John Carpenter bought the laundromat in North Charleston after realizing the importance of them during a cross-country road trip. But they say this is more, this is about more than just laundry. After buying that building, they listened to community feedback and in two and a half months transformed it into a community hub. The new and improved site has low prices and offers a clean and safe place for the community to gather, eat, watch TV, and use free Wi-Fi. When the laundromat reopened, the owners offered a free laundry day for the community, something they hope to do every few months in the future. Imagine finding out your firstborn child has sickle cell disease. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that's when the protein in red blood cells is abnormal and causes the red blood cells to become hard and sticky and look like a C-shape. Now imagine two years later finding out your secondborn has the disease as well. Well, flash forward 11 years and Tony Yates is looking for bone marrow transplants for both of her kids. Our Molly McBride spoke with the family and tells us why they want to share their story. 
Gates tells me since her son Dontrell and her daughter Ashanti were born, she's been learning and spreading awareness about the disease. Although Dontrell and Ashanti both have sickle cell disease, they have different symptoms. The pair's doctor at MUSC, Dr. Jennifer Jurassic, says Dontrell experiences strokes and neurological symptoms. His last stroke sending him to MUSC just days ago. Ashanti often experiences episodes of extreme pain from blockages in her veins. Yates says these episodes are unpredictable, making it nearly impossible for the 11 and 13-year-olds to participate in typical kid activities. I just want them to be normal kids, to live a healthy life. I mean, that's all they talk about now is oh, I can get the cure, and when I get the cure. The family has recently found out that of the over 10 million donors in the National Marrow Donor Program database, neither Dontrell or Ashanti have a match. Dr. Jennifer Jurassic says for African-American patients, this is unfortunately very common. She says most matches come from the same ethnicity group as the patient. She tells me there are a lot of patients with sickle cell whose lives could be saved by someone volunteering to donate. Statistically, the more diverse donors we have, the more likely we are to be able to find donors for all of our patients. If you're thinking about donating, you can text Shanti and Trell to 61474. We also have that linked under this web story at live5news.com. Joining the Marrow database is free. You just need to fill out an online form and request a kit be sent to your house. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. The 2023 Masters Tournament starts in Augusta, Georgia today. And as most of us know, the tournament is rich with deep-rooted traditions, including the food. Our Raphael James and Summer Hector are there to tell us about some of those staple menu items. The grounds of the Augusta National are huge. And once you get in, you probably want to stay in. There's not going in and out to go and grab something to eat. So you go to one of the concession stands. And luckily for us, the prices weren't all that expensive. Actually, surprisingly cheap. I had heard the Masters prices were cheap, but didn't really look that much last year. I'm talking $1 for a sandwich, $2 for ice cream. You don't see that at really any sporting event anymore. No, a $3 chicken sandwich here. You can't get that from... I won't say the name, <laughs> but uh, one of the treats they have here is a Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. And of course, Georgia is the peach state, despite South Carolina actually producing more peaches. But that's besides the point. Right. <laughs> so we're going to taste this Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. You ready, Summer? I am. Yeah. So we were told this one was actually gone last year, maybe a few years because of supply chain. So it's been all the craze that this one's back. Right. Let's so we're going to see Same if it's time. worth the hype. Ready? One, two, three. Peachy. Definitely very peachy. I didn't think I was going to like it, if I'm honest, but it's, yeah, it's really good. I going to like it. I love peaches. I lo it's basically two sugar cookies and peach ice cream, so I'm not really sure what would be not to like. Especially it's getting hot out here. It's very refreshing, very cold. When I was thinking ice cream sandwich, I was thinking, you know, the little chocolate uh, wafer with yeah. the ice cream in between. This is actually very good. I'm very good. We actually had a couple people we talked to that said they were wanting to try it, get in there and try it. They said they had heard it was really good, so I guess this is why everyone wanted it to come back. I think I could down this whole thing pretty quick. All right. <laughs> so as far as the taste testing goes, this is definitely a winner. Definitely. I, I think we might be in there getting another one, but between the sandwiches 
for what? Two dollars? Was this two dollars? Two fifty? Two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. So I did hear that it had gone up fifty cents since the last few years. So price is spiking everywhere, fifty cents. But um, could be worse, right? For the peach sandwich, we're in Georgia. Why not enjoy the Masters out here? So um, it'll be interesting to see how many other people are trying it out here too. From the Augusta National, Raphael James and Summer Hector. Back to you. Looks tasty. I want to try it. Well, the Masters go through Sunday. We'll have live updates throughout the tournament right here on Live 5 Sports at 6 and 11. At the top of the show, I mentioned that today, back in 1917, the United States formally entered World War I. But I also mentioned that to this day, we mark the date that World War I ended in 1918. It ended on the 11th minute of the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. We mark every November 11th as Veterans Day, a tribute to those who've served in the nation's armed forces. If you've served, thank you. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Billy D. Williams is 86. Actor John Ratzenberger from Cheers is 76. Actor Paul Rudd is 54. And actor Zach Braff from Scrubs is 48. Thank you so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, y'all, is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, a Low Country's news leader.